Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No This is attorney Larry Rowe. Question Why would you take a local auto crash case to a huge out of state law firm? Be smart, stay local, and visit me at LarryLRowe.com. This is Retire Right Radio, a weekly show from John Burdett at 4th Avenue Financial that aims to answer your questions about financial planning, investing, and how to retire right. 4th Avenue Financial is located in downtown Charleston at 170 Court Street. More information online at 4thAvenueFinancial.com. Join the conversation by calling 304-345-5858 or text 304-935-5008. On Retire Right Radio, let's go live to the studio with host Dale Cooper and John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. And a very pleasant Monday morning to you. You're listening to Retire Right Radio, 580WCHS, the voice of Charleston. I say it's a pleasant Monday morning, and that's uh, just because you made it through the weekend, and it, it, it is a Monday morning. If you're looking outside right now, it's not really all that pleasant. A little overcast. There's been some rain uh, leading up into this moment. There's some spotty rain around the valley, so you might have to uh, deal with that as you're driving into work this morning. But as uh, joining me in the studio this morning, John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial for Retire Right Radio. Good morning, John. How you doing? Wonderful. Uh, we were just talking right before we went on air, and the weekend got it right this time and so you know uh, there's been some times recently where like you know uh, thursday's nice or monday's nice but the weekend's been skipped this weekend was just gorgeous even the rain we were supposed to get yesterday never came it was just nice all day long yeah we actually got a little hike in at the uh, state forest this weekend so it was great i love the forest i can't wait to take my daughter up there uh she um uh she's adventurous she's gonna like it uh, when we finally get up there we've uh, we've been building up for her going on uh, going on a hike start out on the salamander trip yeah exactly on the short yeah yeah exactly go you have to go with the uh, the easy ones to start with there's there's no question about that but hey look if you're uh, listening in this morning things are a little bit topsy-turvy in the market uh, John and I are going to talk about uh, that in just a moment also we're going to talk about well maybe you have uh, some graduating uh, children or maybe you're graduating yourself uh, young adults that are getting ready to break into the world graduating um taking a step into their next uh part of life and uh john has some tips on how uh, they can lay things out correctly as well we have several different things that we can talk about this morning plus the uh the volatility that's in the market now we are it's officially a bear market right so i mean uh, in some in some indexes it is yes so we're 
It's not pretty out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you might have questions. You might have some, uh, you know, things were easy up until this point. Things might be a little harder if you've been managing this type of portfolio on your own. So you can give us a call this morning, 304-345-5858, 304-345-5858. You can also text over any questions that you have to 304-935-5008, to 304-935-5008 is the text line as well. But we encourage you to give us a call in this morning because this is an opportunity to uh, pick the brain of an expert in an industry where things are a little bit upside down right now, and so you probably have some questions and you at least need to be uh, uh, calmed down a little bit, because that's generally what we try to do here. Uh, but John, uh, taking a look back, and, and um, it's almost kind of hard to look back on the market, to be honest with you, because <laughs> there was a lot of really bad days and some days where it looked like there was going to be rallies and they didn't and they fell a little bit short, but it's uh, there's, there's a whole lot of giving and not a ton of taking back right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the indexes, again, were ugly last week. Down, Most of them down 2 3%. And um, um, like you say, overall, uh, the numbers here, if you look at year-to-date numbers, you know, the Dow Jones, the, uh, the industrial average, is actually hanging in there pretty well. It's only down 11% for the year. So that is correction territory. That's not bear market. The S&P 500 is knocking on the door. It's it's down 15.5% so uh, for the year. But before... Friday's rally, it was right right at the threshold and, and then bounced back. The NASDAQ, though, is down over 25%. That's, that's the tech-heavy index. Like we said, as we entered into this year, you know, those have been the leaders, and, and um, you know, hopefully folks uh, uh, were listening in and took some of that advice to rebalance their portfolio, harvest some of the gains of the winners from last year, and diversify that because – that certainly is the area that's been hit the hardest as uh, as we've had this uh, this downturn. You know, you bring up a really good point there. All through last year when we were talking about the market and how kind of this uh, re-equalizing was beginning to happen before we really started seeing what we're doing now, but, you know, you were warning people, you were letting people know for a long time, hey, the 2019-2020 the uh, kind of influx into the tech market, you know, where you had all of these things because of the the pandemic, where people were staying at home and buying their gadgets and doing different things like that. That may have been not artificially accelerated, but it may have been accelerated because of the the circumstances we were in. And so we are seeing a little bit of a drawback on that. If folks would have been listening to us or to you and and uh, onto this program, they would have had kind of an idea of that. You know, uh, it was easy before because you know would that happen to be a a segment of uh, of uh, of the market that was doing really well because of the pandemic, but things change, and that's when things get a little bit more difficult. Well, and and this is the, uh, uh, between last year and this year, that's the fear and greed. You know, everybody wants to buy what is hot when it's hot and chase it as it goes higher and higher and higher. Um, and then when things go down, nobody wants to own anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and when you think about it, that is the exact opposite reaction that, that really makes sense. Uh, you know, when the market is down, when when uh, things look bleak, you know, that's where the opportunities really lie. Uh, when when the market is, uh, you know, sky high, that doesn't mean it, you know, to get out or it can't go farther, but you need to exercise caution and, and, and maintain diversification in your asset allocation uh, because, uh, uh, you know, stocks, it, it's just, it's strange. You know, if something goes on sale at the grocery store, you buy more of it, but stocks you don't treat that way. And so, uh, you know, it's something about the emotional attachment because it, it's your money, you know, and, and it's hard to, it's hard to separate, uh, uh, 
uh, really the prudent thing to do from the the emotional tug that it that it puts on you. You know, one of the things that you've talked about on this program before, and and um, you know anybody that's uh, been uh, been watching the news recently, they they've seen like um, not only are the traditional markets struggling, but also the, the crypto and the blockchain oh, and things yes. like that are are. are, are it's it's kind of I mean, and this isn't the end of crypto or anything like that. Probably it isn't the end of crypto or anything like that. But it is an interesting perspective, and in all the things that people were telling the folks that was going to happen actually just did happen. Well, there again, you get to the things, and, I, and I've I've talked about you know my son and his forays into crypto and that sort of thing, and and what you saw last week. There's this. Uh, uh, Without getting into too many details, a crypto called Luna that was a, a dollar tethered uh, crypto that basically almost went to zero. It just totally cracked up, and um, you know people were in that because there were they were able to. I think it's called staking, where they could get a. Uh, it was almost a twenty percent return that was advertised as almost guaranteed because it was supposed to be quote unquote stable, right? Right, a stable whole, coin, right? And, exactly. And, um, and, you know, I, my son's mentioned these type of things to me before. I was like, you know what? If something is practically guaranteed and it's earning 20%, there's something amiss there. It can't, it, it can't work that way in an environment that we're in where interest rates are so low. Then it's not risk-free. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's impossible for it to be or, or smart yeah, money exactly, to chase yeah. it and drive the rates down. I know that you've talked about the principle in this program before, like the flight to safety. And so I was hearing some of the uh, financial indicators, people talking about those things when it comes to crypto. Not only do you have the fundamental problems that it had anyway, but then it's still seen as a risk. So a lot of the uh, like banks, some of the more legitimate institutions were starting to get into it a little bit, maybe a little bit of a drawback now because you you, you flight to safety a little bit. And so suddenly taking any type of a risky adventure doesn't really uh, look all that good. Um, That's just it's one of those things. It's amazing because I have a couple friends that have been, um, you know, kind of evangelists when it comes to crypto and NFTs and stuff like that. And, you know, they've been given advice for years. And, and here's what you do now, folks. And, you know, don't uh, don't panic. They've locked down their account like they're ghosts, like you can't find anything from them. Um, and, I, and I find it kind of concerning because I wonder if they were in if they're in trouble now, too. I mean, these right. are guys that I'm just acquaintances with, not super good friends, but just an interesting market there, the way that whole thing kind of fluctuates like that well what really makes a especially a bull market uh, what what makes it dangerous people believe that it's so easy then they start taking risk by borrowing money to invest and things of that nature Ooh. so that when it goes wrong it goes real wrong going in debt to invest doesn't sound like a great idea uh no i, I mean i know that people have to move alloc- reallocate things and move things around sometimes but that sounds like it could be a lot of trouble right right and you're seeing that you know and i think that's why you see some of these um, fast spirals down that you get because people are getting margin calls or you know loans come due that are backed by assets that are no longer worth what they were that sort of thing. That was one of the uh, concerns that uh, you know people had with uh, Tesla and Elon Musk. Uh, you know, right. trying to bar- buy, borrow money to buy Twitter using Tesla stock as as the collateral on that loan and. You know, there's some risk in that. Yeah, what happens if one of the stocks start losing their value and then suddenly your leverage isn't what it should be or what the amount you're putting in isn't what it should be? That's right. 
very difficult things. Give us a call this morning, 304-345-1558, if you want to uh, uh, take a cruise around and ask about any questions that you have about uh, uh, kind of the volatility that we're in right now, where it's more than volatile, more of a downturn that we're in right now. If you have any questions about sorting out your retirement so you can retire right, and give us a call this morning at 304-345-5858. 304-345-5858 is a number that you can get a hold of us. Also, text line is 304-935-5008. One of the main things we did want to talk about this morning is talking about uh, – New graduates, and you and you wrote some uh, some good advice here. I think for for those that are going to be graduating, and and uh, one of the first uh, pieces of advice that you talk about is to to make yourself valuable to others and to value your own skill set. And I think that as simple as that seems, and now this is this is life advice. This isn't you know I mean, Absolutely. but as simple as that seems, it's really a very um, I think it's really a very uh, poignant thing because a lot of people. Um, I don't know that you either have people that have way too much uh, confidence in their own value or folks that have no confidence in their own value. You right. have to, you have to take you have to have some pride in yourself. Right. And no matter what field you go into, you know, having increased skills is certainly um, you know how you're going to better yourself in in the workforce and and, and in your life. Um, you know, if you think about it, um, Everybody young, oh, where should I invest? What should I do? A lot of folks want to get started. The best place to invest is in yourself. You know, your skills, especially at a young age, you know, you're going to be able to, uh, you know, produce untold uh, value in the future by increasing your skills. So that's why, you know, people go to college and trade schools and all of those things. But certainly those aren't the only paths. You know, always try to read. Always try to think about Whatever you're doing at whatever station in life, you know, am I doing it as, as, as well as I can do it? And, and can I improve myself? Can I make myself more valuable to my employer and, and, or other employers uh, so you have other opportunities? Always focus on that. Um, and, and, you know, more often than not, you're going to win. You're going to you're going to improve your your situation if you focus on that. That's even Warren Buffett. You know, one of his first rules is is read every day, and he reads. Um, I think they say about six hours out of the day. That's amazing, and 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 definitely, and and it, it seems so antiquated anymore. But if you the difference between sitting down and reading a book, and even then you have to be careful these days because some of these publishers will just push out anything. But generally speaking, if you if you pick up a book that that's sober counsel on a subject, the depth and nuance that you're going to get into a three or four hundred page book or two hundred page book that you're reading specifically about a topic is so much better than. Than what the pundits are going to say on the news channel or CNBC or anything else. It's just you're instead of getting top line kind of clickbaity generalist stuff, you're actually getting a nuanced take on things, and you actually learn something. You're not just taking regurgitating headline stuff and then filling in the blanks because that's what we do: is we hear headlines and then we fill in the blanks with what we think that means. Well, and it, and it gets your brain working, and you you know it might be a 250 page book, but there may be one sentence in that book mm. that sparks something in your mind that gets your imagination going and sends point. you off in a direction. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what is, uh, you know, wonderful about, about focusing on investing in yourself and your skills. You know, when you think about it and, and, you know, as new graduates coming out or thinking about what path they want, you know, everything is possible. You, you look around you and everything you see started out as an idea. It wasn't real mm. until somebody no, made it an idea. Too, every yeah, right. building, every item we touch it was somebody's dream and idea. And so, so much is possible when you get your, your mind 
uh, you know, focused on how do I solve problems for people? How do I make myself valuable for two people. And this just spawns into so many great points. Uh, I was uh, I worked at a job for years back in the early 2000s where I was a little older manager in a, in a company that uh, usually had some more youthful managers in there. So I was um, I was a little bit older and so a lot of the employees that I had starting to work for me were either just graduated or they were coming to work for us out of an intern program that we had. And um, a lot of really sharp kids. We were near a good school so it was uh, a lot of sharp kids graduating. The one thing that that and I think that this might even come into play a little bit with like this this push to forgive college debt or whatever it might be. It seems like that there there was probably multiple generations, but there's a, there's a certain sweet spot of 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 kids, and I definitely saw this in in the like ten years younger than me crowd that that I was managing here, where it's almost like their their entire lives through the end of college was already pre planned, and they never really even thought about any choices other than college. So they get through with college, they have a degree, maybe it's in something they want to do, but they're like, you know, I could have done this, this, or that, and probably have been fine and not had this debt. I wish somebody would forgive this debt for me, you know? Uh, like a little bit of buyer's remorse a little bit, because, hey, I could have maybe have done, uh, you know, an electrician, or I could have uh, get, gotten all my uh, qualifications to be a network specialist or something like that. It doesn't necessarily require a college education for some of these things. Um, I think some of that plays in a little bit where, People aren't reading. They aren't taking agency in their own lives, and they're just saying, okay, well, I'll finish high school, and then I go to college, and I graduate college, and I pay off my debts, and I go and get my job. There's different routes for everybody. There's different ways that you can that you can get from point A to point B, and there might be like A1, A2, A3. There might be a bunch of steps along the way. Yeah, there's endless possibilities for sure. Um, I mean, just look at the people who uh, all down the list of the, you know, the richest folks in America and that sort of thing, not that you know, everyone aspires to be there. Yeah, right, but, right. But it's a very diverse set of, of uh, uh, paths that, that folks took to that. There's no one right way to uh, to go about things. Um, you know, follow what what appeals to you and, and think about how do I do this in a way that I'm valuable to someone. And that will always have uh, – you know, you can always derive a life, a, a livelihood out of something if it serves someone else. It will always be in demand. Yeah, there will always be. And it's hard to tell where that, you know, we were talking about reading and all it takes is one idea and things uh, spinning into you having no idea with, with the uh, – the multiverse of, of uh, options that are in front of us. I, I often think of uh, the owner, the former owner of the Charleston Wheelers, uh, Dennis Bastine. Um, it was actually his wife's money, if if I understand the story correctly, that that was the investing uh, portion portion that uh, bought the club and things like that. But I think that her family um, had the trademark on the or the uh, patent on like the diner ketchup top you know the little thing that goes over top of the ketchup squirt bottle that you that you flip off if, huh. if that's actually true i mean that's what uh, that's what he dennis was a bit told some tall tales sometimes so sometimes you had no idea if he was completely being truthful or not but i think i did some research on this and there is some some truth to the uh, to that but it's, when you think about something like that, it's just an amazing like little thing. It's not like a microchip. It's not anything along those lines. It's like a little stopper that you put, you know, the, had the attaching top that goes on the diners to, to squirt out your ketchup and your mustard and stuff. If somebody, if that's true and somebody actually monetized that and made legacy amounts of money on the patent for that, it's pretty incredible. And all oh, yeah. it did was create a super useful little doodad. Right. Yeah. Uh, there again. That, that's the beauty of our our system, you know. Things like that that 
that uh, that you can create can you know like you say create generational wealth a friend of mine was was uh, i can't remember where he said he was but they were driving by and with a with a local person from the area of somewhere out in california i think and saw this huge house up on the hill and he asked asked his buddy that was from there what do those folks do well that's the hot pocket fortune you know <laughs> but you think about it i mean you know you somebody came down, up with somebody them. had to come up with and that thank you whoever yeah, you that's, were that's correct <laughs> I love hot pockets. <laughs> Thank but, you. There's so, word. Yeah, that's true. So you know, everything you see was a spark from some, you know, some individual that that had that spark. Yeah, I mean, somewhere there's this like the Saran Wrap fortune, and the I mean, just any random thing that you can think right. about, right? I mean, that's I mean, pretty so I, incredible. I, I think, and and that gets down to it, you know, not losing that sense of imagination and wonder. Um, that's so easy to do once you kind of get into the grind, and um, um, and if you can some way. Uh, as you're coming out of school and you're, you, you know, just just keep that imagination going. Keep keep that energy fired up because it's it's there's no telling where to lead. Another, uh, we'll do one more of uh, of your tips for uh, for graduates, and then we'll uh, take a break and come back and discuss some more of these things. And plus, your phone calls if you want to give us a call three zero four three four five fifty eight fifty eight three four five fifty eight fifty eight. Number two tip: always live below your means if your desires are greater than your income. See number one. That's right. Uh, but but that again. <laughs> It seems rudimentary, but just to simply put it out there and say, you know, if you can't afford it, and we've talked about it on this program before where it used to be, it was common that if you wanted something that cost $500 and you had $100 of disposable income every month that you could put towards that thing, you didn't buy it now, charge it, and then pay it off later. You would save, you know, over five paychecks. You would get your $500. You would go and buy the thing. I mean, that's how I bought, like, my first PlayStation system or whatever, right? right? I, I took a little bit of money out of each paycheck till I had the money to go buy it. People don't do that as much anymore. You know, there, there's so much instant credit available, uh, buy now, pay later, you know, things along those lines that you get. Yeah, can there, really get you in trouble. There are new things that I've never you know, personally used, but online. I think there are companies called Affirm yep. and, and different things that's like exactly that that are, that are very – uh, easy to say, oh, you know, buy this for $250 and, you know, it's going to be $75, however many, you know, payments. And uh, apparently young people are, are using this stuff in, in droves. Um, I mean, it's a huge, turned into a huge online way to pay. And, um, you know, they believe, well, there's no cost to it because there's no overt interest rate, I guess. But, right. But any time that you pay over time, there's going to be a cost to it. I mean, whether it's embedded or not, it, there has to be a cost to it. Um, no one's going to extend credit without a cost. And just think of the psychological burden that it puts on you. Or it's not really a burden. It's, it kind of relieves a burden that you should probably have. Because if suddenly you're buying something that's, uh, you know, again, $500. It doesn't relieve a burden as much as it delays it. Yeah, it delays it. it. And it puts it out of sight, out of mind type of thing. And, yes. and I was just listening to uh, actually a report on, on these uh, types of uh, buy now, pay later services this past weekend. And it had a couple interviews with some folks that got upside down with them. And, and they were younger and out on their own for the first time. They had like one one credit card that was like supposed to be for an emergency and suddenly during the pandemic they found themselves all these things uh, shopping retail therapy that would make you feel better and suddenly instead of you know paying $300, $200 and $100 you're paying like $30 here, $20 here, $10 here and it doesn't seem all that much until every single paycheck that amount gets and then it adds up and then you get another round and another round and suddenly you know I mean these people were were their their credit cards were getting overcharged, they were uh, running out of cash. It's like I didn't know what I was getting into. 
again, to right. you and me, that might seem a little, I mean, honestly, I'm not a financial wizard, but to me, that seems a little silly. It's like, how in the world can you possibly make that big of a mistake? But when people don't have, have the to, tools, you know, <laughs> it's a good indication if if you have to finance something that costs a hundred dollars, you're, that you're, you're probably not in a position right. to to you know get that <laughs> yeah, right now. One of the people they were talking to, they had seven hundred dollars of cash to live on, uh, and they didn't have a job. Right. So they were they were trying, they were waiting for unemployment benefits and different things like that, and so they only had seven hundred dollars. And their way to make that seven hundred dollars stretch was to buy a bunch of stuff, but pay for it later. Right. It's a bad idea. Right. Yeah, it's because eventually idea. the bill comes due. But that's true. You know, always live below your means. And that that doesn't matter what your means are, you know, if if you desire things. And that's what's difficult about financial planning. You know, in our economy, we have so many choices and there's so many things put out in front of us that we could desire. Oh, that would be nice to have or that would make life simpler, that sort of thing. But you still have to be able to to pay for it. And so the answer is not credit. The answer is go back to that first item that we talked about. Improve your skills. Make yourself more valuable so you then can afford the things you want to want to have. Because the idea is, is you're never going to be able to invest money to save for your future if you're not putting money away. I mean, Absolutely. I mean you have to you Absolutely. have to be bringing in more than what you're spending. You that, have to. That point is why people that get you know twenty million dollar sign-on bonuses of these athletes and things go go bankrupt. Right. You violate that, and it doesn't matter how much came in the front door. It's all going to go out the back door, and and and. You're going to be back to square one. It amazes me. We, we uh, make things analogous to baseball a lot because you and I are both baseball fans and we talk about it. But as a guy that a that, uh, few years ago went through a journey and lost a ton of weight, um, it also is analogous to that as well. You will not lose weight. You can eat any configuration of diets as you want to, but you will not lose weight if you're not eating less than what you're spending. You, right. you, you, must, you must take in less calories than the, the calories that you're putting out. You must. There's no other way around it. It doesn't matter if you're keto or Atkins or anything else. If you're eating too many calories, more than you're spending, you're going to not lose weight. Right. It's the same way with the saving money. You must, uh, you must be uh, bringing in more than what you're putting out or you're not going to save money. And that, that, there's no other way to make the math work. It's just that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, you're welcome to give us a call if you want to steer the direction of the conversation this morning about some topics that may help you out with retiring right or questions that you might have about uh, the market or your portfolio. Give us a call this morning, 304-345-5858, 304-345-5858 to talk to John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. More information about 4th Avenue Financial, you can find them online at 4thavenuefinancial.com. You spell out the whole thing for the website. You can also do that search on Facebook and like the page. And that will keep you up to date with uh, different seminars and presentations that 4th Avenue Financial puts up. You can also go to the website and fill out uh, um, uh, a request for a, uh, a look at what your, uh, your what your portfolio is. It's like a 15 minutes is all that it takes, I think, right? Just to take a free look and see if there's some way that 4th Avenue Financial could help you or get some advice. You can find all that information at 4thAvenueFinancial.com or go to the Facebook page. 4th Avenue Financial is located 170 Court Street in downtown Charleston. We'll take a break and be back right after this. You're listening to Retire Right Radio. I'm Dale. Cooper. Give us a call at 304-345-5858. 345-5858. Retire Right Radio on 580 WCHS, the voice of Charleston. This is Jim Strong.
on for Bankers Life. For over 140 years, Bankers Life has provided financial security to their clients and policyholders. During the same time, Bankers Life has helped change the lives of many of their associates personally, professionally, and financially. Questions regarding Medicare and Social Security? 304-757-4134. If you're interested in a free review with a financial advisor or looking for a new career in the financial industry, contact them, Dennis Harmonson at BankersLife.com. Dennis, H-A-R-M-I-S-O-N at BankersLife.com. There's no life like the banker's life. There's a wise saying that quality is remembered long after the price is forgotten. And at Pew Furniture Warehouse Showrooms, the quality just keeps on coming during our big restocking sale. Truckloads every week of sofas, recliners, sleep sofas, solid wood bedrooms, plus nursery and baby furniture, lift chair recliners, sofa groups, and more sofas. Curio cabinets, wine and bar cabinets, and West Virginia's largest selection of heirloom grandfather clocks. We offer 0% financing with approved credit and next-day delivery available. That's right, next-day delivery. You'll love the quality furniture and you'll really love our sale prices. And remember, what you see in our store today can be in your home tomorrow. It's our big restocking sale at Pew Furniture Warehouse Showrooms. Open Monday through Friday till 6 and Saturday till 530. 1320 Smith Street, Charleston, home of the Almost Heaven Mattress. This is Retire Right Radio with John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial. Taking your calls at 304-345-5858 or texts on 304-935-5008. You're listening to Retire Right Radio. I'm Bill Cooper. That's John Burdett from 4th Avenue Financial right here in studio with me. Give us a call this morning, 304-345-5858, 345-5858. If you have any questions about how you can retire right, or any other questions you have along those lines, please give us a call uh, this morning, 304-345-5858, or text over questions that you have to 304-935-5008. Fourth Avenue Financial can be found online. It's fourthavenuefinancial.com. Located 170 Court Street, downtown Charleston. Their phone number, 304-746-7977, 304-746-7977. John and I this morning just kind of taking a look at uh, at some advice to give uh, graduates right now, uh, say uh, out of high school, and so you're trying to decide, uh, your young ones trying to decide what path they're going to take uh, either at the end of this year or next year if they're going to be rising seniors next year. And uh, there's there's some uh, foundational knowledge that you can that you can uh, implement and uh, decision making. And we talked a little bit about, uh, about uh, investing in yourself, living below your means. There's one thing that we do want to insert here that we talked just a little bit during the break, and that's, I guess, be aware of time. Be be kind yes. of uh, know that that decisions that you make do have consequences to your future, but you can use that to your advantage. Absolutely, and I think that's the that's one of the most difficult things for uh, for a young person to really have a grasp on because they they don't have any experience with as much passing of time. Um, but things that you do today, you know, you say, well, it, that won't pay off for ten years or fifteen years. Well, that. That goes by pretty quick. I, I look at one of the the biggest things that I personally did, um, and I wasn't right out of school. My wife and I had, had we had bought our house already, and and we had had our first child, uh, but we stretched and we bought a small apartment building, and you know it was a fifteen year mortgage, and we didn't really make very much money from it for years. It really just created work and hassle. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I was in there changing the the faucet out while the family in the apartment was watching American Idol, you know, right. that sort of thing. Of course, like, of well, course. Why, right. am I, why am I not watching American Idol? <laughs> but, you know, before long, time passed. Rents rose, and it got easier as time passed, and, and inflation happened. Uh, but eventually, you know, it was paid off. And and what seemed like a struggle now is a great, uh, you know, the fruits of that are now paying off. And that 15-year time frame that, that seems like forever when you're in your 20s, um, it's really a blink of an eye. I mean, I can't convey enough how... Uh, how quickly, <laughs> you know, time really seems like that, 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 you that know, went pa- by. passes by. And so I, I think for the for young folks really thinking about, you know, when they're making those decisions and investments, and a lot of times you hear this about folks saving for retirement. Oh, that's so far off. Well, it's so far off, but you have so many advantages by starting early, you know, with the compounding interest and the benefits you'll reap from, from even small investments early on. So just don't, uh, you know, Look at time and say, "Well, that's so far off because it does pass." And that compressed time uh, can bite you. Can can kind of bite you both ways. Like you said, to the positive, you know, you started an investment while you were early, and kind of before you knew it, while you were still young, it turned into the investment that you needed it to be. Um, it could also be that you wait too long to do things because it seems like it's so long until I have to retire, I don't have to worry about it so much, and then suddenly, you know, you're 15 years out of retirement, you don't have much, um, you don't have much built up, and. You know, what do you want to do then? You yeah. work till 70, work till you're 80. You know, I mean, um, that's a problem. And that's why you need to try to fix those things. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, time always blows my mind, you know, when you think about the passage of it. And Just I, in saw, general, I yeah. saw something, uh, you know, if you were if you were born in 1970, you're as, you're as far away from 1970 today as somebody who in 1970 was born in 1918. That's incredible. I mean – the span of time, just flip-flopping. Things that, that you hear, like, like incredible. Like somebody talking about uh, the late 1900s, and they're just meaning, you know, just a few years ago. Well, to me, that's like just the other day, but I guess it was 22 years ago now. But uh, right. the late 1900s, or I think five years ago, and so we're past this Rubicon, and this still kind of screws me up. Um, five years ago, we passed the Rubicon where the time between Abbey Road and Nirvana's um, uh, Nirvana's <laughs> album that smells like Teen Spirit, Nevermind was on, um, was greater than the, the time between Nevermind being released and that moment five years ago. Right, five years ago. So we're now in the in the negative territory as far as it's been. Uh, it's been one deviation of Abbey Road to Nirvana <laughs> plus five years in difference in time on that. That is incredible to me when you think about you know, It's even more incredible like the graduates we're addressing probably have no idea what we're talking about two yeah, albums are. Yeah, they're like, who, what? <laughs> These are vaguely bands that I've heard of with, uh, it's like grandpa's music, right? I guess I don't, well, the Beatles had a little bit of a, uh, of a, uh, of a rebirth, I guess, last year with all that stuff. But that's true. yeah, that, that's, all that stuff just kind of just really blows my mind. You start, and for some reason, pop culture moments really does it for me because, you know, it's just, you know, one of those things because I have so much memory tied into like, especially the early 80s because that's, you know, I saw so many movies when I was like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old or something. And then when I start thinking about uh, the way time passes and what's happened since then, those things just kind of mess you up. But all of that time passing is opportunity, opportunity. If you it's don't let it go by, those are opportunity when you can make sure that you're doing the right things to retire are, correctly. Like you say, those are investments and they can be investments in uh, traditional investments like we talk about on the show, but it also can be investments in yourself. And when you're young, I think that is the key investment to make. 
Invest in your skills. That that's, uh, that's such great advice. I want to make sure that we uh, hit a couple more of these spots. We just have a couple minutes left on here. But one of the things um, in uh, kind of the notes that you sent over to me last night, be careful about student loans. We talked about that just a little bit, but don't expect for them to be forgiven, number one, right. because uh, chances are they probably won't be or won't be completely. But regardless, you should pay off your debts. But more uh, more important than that is you should consider before you take on those debts exactly what you're getting yes, into. Yes, I think so many – People in school are pressed. Oh, you have to go to college and and you have to pay for it. Well, student loans, here they are. They're available. They're easy. And, you know, one, when you go to college or when you take on that debt, what is the outcome? Think about that. Is there a job at the end of that that justifies the payment of uh, of that student loan? Maybe there is. Right. But maybe there's not. Um, how many times have, have you come across people that, that you know, have $30,000, $50,000 of student loan debt and really don't have a, a defined career path? And um, that's probably not wise to take on that, that investment. Uh, you, you know, control the, the amount of debt you're taking off, even if you have to take a, you know, work a little bit through college. I tell you, to me, as an employer now, when I evaluate resumes that come in, um, at the last hire I made in my office, the, the, one of the main reasons I hired her was not what her degree was. It was the fact that that all through college she had a job. Oh, right. She worked. Right. And and he's like, well, that's a you know that shows a lot of things that to an employer that shows that you've got grit, um, that you're not afraid to work. I mean, there are so many things that come out of that, and and also, it lessens your burden right. for for financial debt and things of that nature. Um, you know, shows a certain responsibility. Don't it does. don't discount those things. I mean, those things uh, uh, can pay off on on many more ways than just a paycheck. I, I have this theory, and I think that it's uh, I don't know if it's my original theory. I don't think it is, but I, I have read where it, it is. Uh, uh, bulwarked by information that that because of what we were talking about a little bit earlier and what you just alluded to, that a lot of uh, students, they go directly into college just thinking that's the route I'm going to take. I'm going to have to make a decision when I'm 18 on what I'm going to do when I'm 23, and that's going to be the career for the rest of my life. You know, millennials for the longest time uh, took a lot of uh, hits from cultural sniping shots, I guess. You know, uh, oh, what are those millennials doing? They're living in their mom's basement or whatever else. Well, maybe to a degree, but now when you look at like the labor participation and things like that, millennials aren't so much the slackers anymore. And I think what happened is there was a bounce where, yeah, a lot of them did kind of reset. They said, okay, I have this degree, but it's I really don't want to do this thing. And maybe they did go home and live in mom's basement for a little while. But that's just so they could get to the point to do the thing that they, they, they're basically seven or eight years behind what they may have done if they weren't, didn't have like kind of a prepaid path laid on them to begin with. Right. So a lot of that happened. And now you look at late participation and stuff like that. And millennials are, are, they're basically the ones that are making the juice run. And, uh, and that's because I think in part because they kind of found their niche now. They found where they wanted to be. I think the, the that generation is now the largest uh, yeah. part of the labor force. Exactly. Exactly. And you force. still hear people talk about, oh, those millennials, they don't work. They're working more than anybody else. What are you talking about? They're working more hours. They're getting compensated less. Are you kidding me? They're, they're working a ton. Right. Millennials are working a ton. I'm a Gen Xer. I, you know, I don't, I don't pay a lot of, uh, 
uh, respect for uh, for our generations. But you know, millennials and Zoomers they they get they get uh, beat up a little bit too much. I think sometimes. Yeah. Just about a minute left in the program. Let me make sure to get uh, contact information out to you for Fourth Avenue Financial and John Burdett. Only a couple of minutes, only fifteen minutes or so, and John can take a look at what your situation is and see if Fourth Avenue Financial can help you. You can give John a call. Located at one seventy Court Street, downtown Charleston. His phone number is three zero four seven four six seven nine seven seven three zero four seven four six seven nine seven seven. Again, you can find more information online at fourthavenuefinancial.com. Fourthavenuefinancial.com. Do that same search on Facebook and like the page and be kept notified of all the events going on with Fourth Avenue Financial. Again, 170 Court Street, downtown Charleston, 304-746-7977. You can hear the entirety of this program if you missed any portion of it uh, on our podcast, wchsnetwork.com slash podcast, or later today on our sister station, 680 WKAZ. Uh, that's uh, 680 AM, and that will be at 105 this afternoon. John, thank you a bunch for your time once again this week, and you're back here every Monday for Retire Right Radio. Yes, I appreciate it.